Welcome, 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 welcome to the doubled up, 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 the doubled up podcast. Welcome to the doubled up podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the Doubled Up Podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, creps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt, and it is yet again another Scottless week. We are week three of Scott's honeymoon hiatus, which means we have another guest co-host with us. Before we introduce our guest co-host this week, uh, I do just want to take a little bit of time to shout out Andrew last week. If you haven't already gone back and listened to Andrew's episodes, Go back and uh, listen to that one. Um, Andrew was absolutely amazing. Spoke to us about his sneaker history. Spoke to us about him kind of getting into sneakers through basketball, photography, the struggles he had with mental health. There was all sorts of things that we spoke about there. So uh, we had a lot of positive feedback as well. A lot of you guys reached out that have listened and said, Andrew, great guy. So Andrew, if you're listening, shout out to you as well. But uh, I think it's time to bring in this week's guest co-host, and I'm very happy this week because uh, we're going back home for today's episode, or at least my dream home, because our guest is straight out of the greatest country in the world. He is a former NBA champion. He is a sneaker podcaster, and he would 100% drive a ball 200 yards for a pair of Travis Scott's. Welcome to the podcast, Trevor Fernandez of Inkicks We Trust. Trevor, how you doing, mate? Matt, appreciate you having me on. And uh, I know I did hear you talk about that that Travis Scott thing a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, you know what? I know some people hate this, but I love this. I could I could easily drive a ball two hundred yards for a pair of Travis Scott <laughs> shoes. <laughs> well, I was listening to your episode this week, and uh, I think you mentioned it. You were like, look, I love this because it's getting kind of shoes in in, in the hands of golfers. I was fine with these because again, me and Mark talked about it uh, when it was Mark was our, our guest co host that week. I think with things like this, it's quite interesting because like if you're part of that group, you're like, yeah, of course, like I'd love this. And that's kind of what I was saying in that episode. Like for me, someone living in London, a lot of the local sneaker retailers here will be like, okay, we're doing an in-person raffle. You have to collect from London. So for me being in London, I'm like, yeah, this is great. I can hop on the tube 20 minutes and I'm there. You've got all these other people in the UK that are four, five, six hours away that, oh, this isn't fair. This is kind of you're alienating a part of the population. It's very hypocritical for me to say, oh, a golf shop shouldn't be doing this. But I suppose if you're part of that community, if you're a skater that can kick flip, if you're a golfer that can hit a ball 200 yards, you're in for the win there, aren't you? Oh, yeah, <laughs> very much so. so. So no golf tournaments for you guys over there in Canada for, for Travis Scott's? Uh, no, nothing like that, unfortunately. Actually, you know what? I don't even know if I saw these come up to Canada at all. I, I don't think I, they might have been on sneakers, but uh, we share our stock with that to Europe. So with you guys. So, um, yeah, I don't know that I saw any of that at all. So it, golf shoes in Canada are just a bad idea. Oh, OK. <laughs> uh, you, you've probably seen yeah, on my Instagram. I do golf course flexes. Uh, yeah, 100 so. percent. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I'll post We do that with a couple of guys down here and uh, I'll post them. But golf shoes here get ruined very quickly. You guys have worse weather than us, so I can imagine it's like Scott, bless his soul, complains every single week about the idea of shoes not being practical. If it's not basically like black and leather, he's like, nope, not practical. For you guys, it needs to be like Gore-Tex even in the summer, right? It 
<laughs> not quite this, that this, extreme. <laughs> maybe not that extreme, but for golf, yes. Because it's like I bought a pair of uh, Air Max 270s, just a black and white pair. Uh, golf shoes this summer, right? They are covered with dirt. Like just just from like when you hit the ball, like get up a little bit of dust and it gets on the shoes. And all, all my golf shoes have like a nice little orange tinge to them. Nice. So, Gives it um, character. It does give it character, but with a uh, a suede pair like those Travis Scotts, I'm uh, yeah, just not ideal. No, no. Hey, well, I tell you what, I'm sure there's probably going to be a little bit of a link with, with golf, maybe at some stage. But uh, I think what we'll probably do, Trevor, is we'll start this episode exactly the same as we do every single time we have a guest on, and that is we want to know a little bit about you, mate. We want to know a little bit about your sneaker history. So, uh, again, you might be reviewing golf shoes now and, and thinking about that on the golf course. But uh, take us back right to the beginning. What was your earliest sneaker memory? What got you into this weird world that we live in? It's, uh, it's funny. We actually just did an event last night and we were talking about this. So I do have this off the top. Of oh, my head this, you've, you've got this rehearsed. You practice in the mirror already. Yeah, <laughs> I've got this ready from last night. So um, it's funny. I, I really don't have any sneaker memories before I started. So previous, let me backtrack a little bit. So I was a footlocker manager for for a little bit there. I worked there for eight years. So that was what really got me into shoes. Um, that was that was my starting point. So previous to that, I have almost zero memory or recollection of shoes from a kid. Right. Okay. Two, two pair two pairs that were were big for me as a kid, and just you know, I'm from Toronto, big Raptors fan. Um, the Vince Carter shocks, of course. And, and really any of them, like, you know, you can pick anything, the BB4s, any of the ones, twos, threes, fours. I think he went up to five, I believe it was like that big shock and the Boeing and like Carter at that time was just electric with the dunk. So that really stands out to me. And uh, in the, the arena where the Raptors play, they have pictures of the Raptors and the Leafs who are the hockey team over here. And then any artist who's been there. So Bon Jovi, all these guys. Right. So you'd often be walking through. And I remember seeing these iconic pictures of Vince and he's wearing those shocks. Yeah. yeah. So big memory for me. And I would love to see those retroed. The other one is the Air Jordan nine. Oh, that's a random one. I mean, it probably, it probably, probably isn't maybe for people over kind of your neck of the woods. I mean, I've, I'm kind of clumping, unfortunately, Canada in with the US because I know there's a lot of kind of similarities with the sneaker culture. But I think you might be the first ever person to come on the Doubled Up podcast and say that your introduction to sneakers was the Jordan 9. So, and you 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 probably know where the introduction is. You're probably very familiar with it. Do you remember the movie Space Jam? Oh, I do indeed. Yes. Yeah. And when, when they go back to 3D land to pick up his basketball shorts and shoes... The shoe that they go pick up is the Air Jordan Nine. So it, I love Space Jam as a as a kid, and honestly, as an adult, I still love Space Jam. Uh, I will tell you that's the greatest movie ever made, ever. Period. Won the Oscar three years in a row. So you know, I'm not going to argue <laughs> with you. I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> uh, but it, it's funny because they, there's that one, and they, obviously the Space Jam Elevens when they're playing the game is shown in the in the movie, right? I always remember the ones they went to go pick up, which is the Air Jordan 9s, which is very random. But... I was going to say, obviously, nat- like naturally, as soon as you hear, oh, yeah, Space Jam, it's like well, Space Jam 11s. But the fact that it's like, oh, no, they went back and picked up the 9. Yeah. That's such an interesting introduction to that as a silhouette. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's funny. So I started working at Foot Locker in 2010. 
which was not the last retro, but the retro before that of that home colorway was in 2010. So that was the first pair of retro Jordans that I ever picked up was that shoe. Oh, wow. See, not a lot of people get that opportunity, right? Like a lot of people get into sneakers and they're constantly thinking back at the pairs that they missed when they were a kid. Like the fact that that was your like entry into this new world. Yeah. T- you've like ticked off a grail essentially nice and early. And it's funny, right? Because when you start collecting, you you kind of get into this, you're collecting whatever, right? It's, you know, I, I, when I started at Foot Locker, my big thing is I want to get a pair of shoes to match every outfit I have. So, you know, 120 pairs later, we well surpassed that goal now. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're there. We've, we've got things to match every single color of the rainbow when it comes to sneakers. Um, but at the time, you know, like even Matt, like you, you guys, Matt and both of you and Scott have talked about this on with your sneaker journeys, right? Sometimes you buy things and then you grow out of them, right? Oh, Just, 100%. You know, yeah. At the time, I love this and then you find another silhouette that you love more, whatever the case is, right? Maybe it just doesn't go with how you're dressing now, whatever the case is. That Air Jordan 9, I still have that shoe to this day. Amazing. And still is worn a lot. So at that time, I was picking up everything and anything. It was, you know, just GR Nikes, you know, go pick anything off the shelf at your local JD Sports or Foot Locker or whatever the case is, right? Don't have most of that stuff anymore, but that 9 is still in my collection and is worn pretty significantly i think a lot of people though have those little nostalgic pairs like uh, i think to for me like i've said multiple times on the podcast the, the pair of air maxes that my girlfriend got for our first anniversary like it was literally last week we'd celebrated 11 years together so i've had that shoe for 10 years now so and scott always calls it the air max sob stories because i've used it to uh win a couple of competitions for sneakers and over the last couple of years uh so their names because we don't even really know what the the colorway is at this point so they're the air max one sob stories uh every time it's like tell us why air maxes are important to you i'm like well the first girl the first gift that my girlfriend got me 11 years ago (laughs) (laughs) but again i mean i never get rid of it because it's that's essentially my version of what you what you're saying there with the um with the with the jordan nines it will just stay there forever they'll be beat up They'll probably need a sole replaced at some stage, but they'll yeah. stay. They'll surpass any other shoe that I grow out of. Yeah, but they have that value to you, right? Exactly. All about the sentimental value. Well, you were saying there about back in the the Foot Locker days that you were buying everything. There must have been a switch that made you think, okay, this might be something cool. Was it just the fact that working in a Foot Locker, you were surrounded by it 24-7? Or was there anyone that worked with you that kind of put you on at all? Because I always find it interesting with certain people in certain jobs where they really kind of take on what they do for a living. And they you can't, can't help but bleed into other parts of their lives. Like, Was that the case for you or was it just kind of a perfect storm all coming together? I When I started there, I just wanted everything. Okay, so it's just that time of your life where now I've got a little bit of money I'm earning. Let's have some fun. Yeah, yeah. where I was, you know, you've probably heard about Foot Locker's infamous 50 days, right? Where everything is 50 off. So you're just buying things because they're cheap. That's just the, the plain and simple fact of it, right? I know you host Swoops and Recreation as well. Um, I know um, last week, what was, the, what was the guest name? It was, R- or was it RJ or Mark? I can't remember. Oh, uh, so um, sorry, Mark... sorry on 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 the double up last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, so uh, Andrew last week. Andrew, Andrew last sorry. week. Yeah, yeah. 
I know he was talking about Kobe's and how much he loved yeah. that shoe and how comfortable it was. He could take it right from the gym to, you know, if he didn't want to change into slides, he'd just wear them out. I bought a pair of Kobe's every year. Like it was just because it was cheap. It was at, at that time, Kobe's were always on sale. So, you know, for us here, it was 200 Canadian dollars. So, or somewhere between the 180 and 200 mark, roughly, right? It'd be on sale for 150, 140, 120, depending on what the colorway was, 50% off of that. You know, you're buying these things for cheap, right? Like, you know, I could, I could spend $200 and easily get three or four pairs of shoes. Really for me, what changed with the switch was, and the other, the other part of this is that also on top of 50 days, uh, I want to say maybe 2015, so about five years after I, I was started working at Foot Locker, actually maybe a little bit before that, so maybe three or four years after I started working at Foot Locker, they opened up a Nike outlet 10 minutes from my house. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the deals that we used to get come through there, because that was, that was the new store, so it was the quote-unquote the newest store, so it was the Nike's baby at that time, so... The DM would work out of there. So, you know, all the cool stuff that what you would, you know, hear about going through a Nike outlet always funneled through there. So as an example, do you uh do you remember the Air Max 90, the moon landings? Yep. I think they got about 300 pairs of those. No. I, I don't remember the exact number, but yeah, it was yeah, yeah. it was it was a lot of pairs. And they I think they sold for I didn't get a pair, but I want to say it was like somewhere between 60 and 80 bucks. See, when you convert that over here, like that's like buying a pair of mood landing uh, air maxes for probably like 40 50 quid that's yeah because i think we're about double of what you guys are so something yeah maybe a little bit less but even then like yeah. if, they're, if they're selling it for 70 80 dollars or something like that yeah it's going to be about 50 60 quid here which is still 50 60 quid for a gr air max is ridiculous let alone something like that that's silly exactly right so i mean the stuff that you were getting coming through there was insane so yeah. Really, the, the switch for me was when I left Foot Locker. Right. So I left I left, and I, were, I went to a job that um, I did at the time have to wear dress shoes. Uh, I'm still with the same company, but I it's not as... Protested and now they let you wear trainers, yeah? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. We, we don't go into the office very often, but there's it's a very relaxed dress code. So, okay. Uh, but at the time when I started, I had to wear dress shoes. And it got to the point where I had all these shoes, and I'm like, I... Like, I, why did I buy these? Yeah. <laughs> and you, you probably heard me talk about it on our podcast. I've talked about this. If you look at a shoe for eight hours a day, five days a week, 40 hours a week, yep. you can convince yourself that anything is nice and that anything is wearable. So it, 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 that, was, that was what it came down to. And, you know, like we have a staff discount. We have 50 days, you know. So I ended up with a lot of pairs that I was just like, like, I don't wear this anymore. Like, it's just not, it's just not me. So, you know, when I started, I wanted to get, you know, and there's a bunch of GRs, which I've kind of condensed it a little bit now. I, I love GRs. Like, I, I, you know, I know one of the uh, the questions we have later is going to be about a GR Air Max that's coming out. So I'll, I'll save a little bit of this, yeah, but yeah. I, I love GR Air Maxes. Like, I think if you people would come in and be like, hey, I just want a casual shoe, what do you recommend? always point them towards an air max always 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 90s ones whatever we had on the wall at the time i would always point them towards that so i still love them but i've kind of got to the point where i'm like okay these two are too similar i'm going to pick between the two so this is oh, th these are both black air maxes let's just give an example 
this is, you know, Air Max One Tokyo Maze versus just the black and gum general release pair. Right. I want to keep the Tokyo Maze. I love this black and gum pair, but between the two, I'm going to wear this more than I'm going to wear this sort of thing, right? So yeah, it really got to the point where I started to condense it and go, okay, what do I really like when it comes to sneakers, right? So Jordan 5s, you know? Okay. It's just... It's not a wearable shoe. Like, you know, that high tongues, Supra kind of yeah, style yeah. that, you know, Justin Bieber was into in the, like, the 20, 2012, 2013, 2014, 15. Actually, even when the Yeezys were out, the Nike Yeezys, like, that that style just isn't really in anymore, right? So I have a hard time wearing fives. So I look away from that. I love threes. I love fours. So, you know, you can release 100 different colors in threes and fours. I'll be interested in something like that. Not all the time. Some things are hit and some things are missed, but I'll be interested in those fives. I don't care. Like it's just, it's, it doesn't matter to me. Right. That's so weird. Like it's not weird because it makes complete sense, but for someone that in, I've been on your, I've been on, the podcast with you guys you know about my sneak history the stuff that i like the stuff yeah. that i don't like you listen to to, to to this podcast you probably heard me a couple of weeks ago say to mark about the fact that i'm really into the amm fives there's yeah. the white pair and uh, there's the black pair that's also coming out as well and it's funny that you're like oh yeah it's just not really wearable these days and i'm thinking oh crap why am i getting into fives all of a sudden <laughs> now i will say um like with the off white fives as an example very different much much sleeker i was actually we were out with the with the team yesterday and we um we stopped into a store and they had them so i was looking at them much more wearable much sleeker less they, padding less padding all that kind of stuff right so i i don't think we've seen official in hand pictures and the official images of that AMM five yet. Yeah. But that's an example of one where like, okay, you know, they're doing the collaboration maybe. And, you know, Rich actually on our team is the same thing. He talks about like, fives aren't my thing. I don't do that kind of stuff, whatever, whatever. He's really into the AMM fives. Oh, at least it's not just me then. It's not just me that's getting brainwashed by the fives. You must be very happy. You You must be very happy with, uh, I think I saw on a couple of sneaker blog pages saying that uh, AMM are coming out with a um, a three and a four next year, apparently. We haven't seen proper images, but uh, you're going to be a, a happy bunny then as a three and fours guy. I, I, I am excited about that. I have the AMM fours currently, the, the first ones that they did. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only thing is that um, I'm not a big white shoe guy. Ah, and it's probably going to be some sort of cream or something like that. Yeah. I, I don't mind it, like, but as an example, the AMM3, so kind of what I talked about, right? These two are too similar, the AMM3s and the white cement 3s. Okay. So I love the AMM3s, the box, the story, the way they released them, you know, giving women the first chance to buy them. Love all that stuff. But when you compare the two, which would I rather have? And especially being someone who's not a big white shoe guy. So like if it was a black cement three and, you know, you did red instead of black or, you know, cool gray or something like that, yeah, totally, yeah. I'm I'm in. But, you know, as a white, it's like, okay, I have the white cements that I don't wear a lot because they're white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I need the AMM Another one to sit on the shelf, yeah. Exactly, right? And with the cost of them, I have a bigger size foot. I think Scott and I have the same size foot. So um, our, our size is not always the cheapest. For no. no, 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 no. Um, so... How how has your sneaker taste kind of evolved in recent years? You were mentioning there about obviously transitioning into a job where you're more office based, having to kind of really uh, narrow that collection down. Now you've just mentioned that 
it's a little bit easier in the office these days. You might not go in as much, but you are able to wear maybe sneakers. Have you found over the last few years that there are some things that have snuck into the sneaker collection that maybe surprised you a little? Um, yes, yeah, so I'll answer that in two, two ways. Yes. Okay. Um, my big thing now is is I want sneakers to be dressed up, dressed down. Love it. So um, Air Max ones. Kevin and I are avid avid air max collectors right i never have a problem buying air maxes in every color of the rainbow right yep so orange purples pinks um blacks white like i love all all air maxes right so i think for me i've I've really kind of fallen back into that and I, i talk about this a lot where in sneakers the best thing you can do is find something that you really really love whether that's dunks superstars um anything whatever yep. it is new balances right and just dive head first into it because you'll never be disappointed with buying those pairs i talked about um tokyo maze air max ones as like an example with like a black or mostly black yeah, yeah. um shoe right um i also have like the air max one the sixes as well right so when i bought both of those and i think i bought those in 2022 right I talked about I had a, a general release pair of black and gum Air Max ones, which I absolutely loved. They were a great shoe to wear to the office. They were a good dress up, dress down shoe. The gum outsole is just really, really clean. Makes it a nice shoe if you want to dress it up, dress it down, whatever you want to do with it. But I had to make the decision between the two, right? Of which one? But I'm not disappointed. I I bought that shoe right where you no, know where course. there's shoes you, you buy and you're like this just isn't my style what was i thinking when i bought this i'm not disappointed i had that shoe it's just kind of like okay like i gotta choose between the two and i like these two better so i'm gonna go with those right yeah no i i, I get that um i think that that happens with a lot of things just generally in life right like you, you tend mm-hmm. to like outgrow things and move on and different things suit with different lives the t- points in life there was a time in your life where you could buy every single shoe that was releasing whenever mm. you could possibly get your hands on it. And now it's a matter of, well, I need to be a little bit smarter and there's priorities. Um, and yeah. yeah, but when you have a big collection, I think it's sometimes it's really difficult. To, it's easy to amass a huge collection, right? Because all you need to do yeah. is spend money. It's difficult yeah. to then curate this collection once it's already got so big, trying to kind of really justify why you're selling one of your children essentially because that's what it feels like almost every single time it's like i'm but i bought this shoe with love now i've got to get rid of it and now it's gonna think i hate it and this is it's gonna end messy and you don't want that you don't and you know it it comes your life changes in in all that kind of stuff right it's just um like i i i was notorious for buying basketball shoes at 1.2 right and i think my style kind of evolved at that point. Right. So I went to a Catholic school when I went to high school. So, um, um, you know what that looks like. That's the uniform every day, one pair of black shoes. Uh, we were allowed to wear shoe, like running shoes. Um, but at that time, like I was getting the, uh, that was, you know, before the, the, uh, I was really into sneakers. And at that time I was wearing the, uh, you guys are probably familiar, but at back to school time, Foot Locker always has, your Nike Air Forces in the the low and the mid, and then they have a knockoff version of the Air Forces. So you might find them at a TJ Maxx, or you know we have the shoe company up here where it's it looks like an Air Force, not quite an you, Air Force though, but it's not quite an Air Force. So that was what I wore all through high school. I wore that every day. Uh, we have what we call them civvies days, which basically you could just wear your like one day a month. You could wear your street clothes and all Non-school that kind of stuff. Uniform day, yep. Yep, exactly. So we have that once a month and, 
you know, when I got out of, into college, I like I had no idea how to dress, like because I wore a uniform every day and was just wearing basketball shorts and Nike t-shirts out, outside of that, right? So, you know, when I'm starting my job at Foot Locker, I just want to buy all the Nike t-shirts that have all these sayings on them, right? You know, the the Nike t-shirts that used to have yes. my game, puts the ill in skill and like all that kind of nice. like all that kind of stuff, right? So as I grew older, like in my my style evolved, these basketball shoes then also became kind of this isn't me anymore. Like this yeah. just this may have been me at one point, but it's not me anymore. Yeah. Hey, we all go through that. We all go through that. Well, one of the things that came from your love for, for sneakers was obviously a podcast. Well, we have something in common other than being NBA fans and loving sneakers. We also are podcasters. Uh, you are one part of the In Kicks We Trust podcast. And I was saying to you before we hit records that um, I love speaking to you guys, kind of the, the, do the, the sneaker podcast over in Canada, because for a UK sneakerhead, the way I got into this space was through Canadian sneaker podcasts. And it's such a cool scene over there. It seems like almost everyone knows everyone. There's kind of links everywhere. Everyone seems happy. I don't know whether that's just because of, well, I mean, not everyone seems happy, but it seems like it seems, it seems to be a nice community that you guys have over there. And, and you've built that with the podcast. Talk to us a little bit about kind of how the podcast started, why you started it and kind of where it is now. Yeah, so we started the podcast in 2020. Um, we we talked about doing a podcast. It's, it's funny, actually. So we had talked about starting a podcast years and years ago. So if we, if we take this back to, we actually threw two sneaker shows um, on a much smaller scale, but, you know, think of a sneaker con sort of thing yeah. uh, in 2015 and 2016. And I remember around the time that we, that was happening, you know, someone had recommended to us, like, you should start a podcast. Like there's a big space for this. There's no one really doing it. It would be successful if you started this now. And we all, you know, the five of us that are on there, there was a bigger group of us at that time all said, no, just not interested, not interested in doing it. To be fair, uh, this is one of the things that I was going to talk to you about at some point, like me and Scott do this as two people, right? And we've had episodes where there are multiple people, you guys having five of you doing a podcast plus guests, there's a lot of people to talk on a podcast. There's lots of opinions, lots of different mm -hmm. stories and pickups and things like this. God, if you had an even bigger group, your episodes would be three days long. So at, at the time, <laughs> our group, Matt, was probably 10 to 12 people. Jesus, 12 people on a podcast. <laughs> so at, at the time, you may not have had all of us on the podcast, but it was, but it was, it was, that was, that was something that was recommended for us to do. So it was, it was very interesting at the time. But anyways, we said, no, we weren't interested in doing it. Uh, we did our shows. That's kind of, you know, Rich had some kids. Rich had uh, two kids around that time as well. Uh, Kev also had a kid as well. So it wasn't a good time for us. So pandemic comes in 2020. I'd kind of been pressuring the guys at that point, like, hey, we should start doing this. We should do a podcast. I think we we would do this really well. It was, just, it was two things. So we agreed to do it, at, or we all agreed that we should do it. It was two things. It was a way for us to connect every week because as, you know, kind of similar to you guys, right? I was going to say 2020, 2020 is a great year to start a podcast. <laughs> it's a real great year. Not, not a whole heck of a lot going on, right? So we had, um, yeah, we, we started it then uh, as a way for us to connect every week. And, you know, it's a lot harder. It's, it's harder now to get everyone together. You know, every, you know, Rich and Kev have kids. So, you know, they've, back in their activities sort of thing you know we all don't have as much free time but it was a way for us to connect 
And yeah, like we just, we started it and we've, uh, we've been going for the last two years on that. I, I did have another point, but I've, I've lost what that was. So we'll, we'll keep going, but I'm, I'm sure it'll come back to me. You guys are, are absolutely smashing it. I mean, you, you were saying before we hit record that you've just done your 150 episodes giveaway. I mean, we're very similar in our kind of um, podcasting journey, right? Like, I mean, this is episode, uh, I think, 144 or something. I mean, by the t- for us anyways, by the time you add in the kind of six episodes we had at the beginning as our kind of start up, then there's 150 episodes Like we missed a few weeks here and there because of holidays, yep. et cetera. So I know that whenever you're like, when your 100 episode came around, it was like, oh, and ours is shortly after, like yeah. it was very, lots of parallels between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys are absolutely smashing it. Yeah. I appreciate that. And it's, um, it's, it's one of those things where it's um, the big thing. I, I remember my points, but um, the big, the big thing is, is that when we did this, what you hear on the podcast is basically a phone call that Rich and I would have weekly, bi-weekly, two or three times a week. Like there's, there's no difference. And the, the way we describe it to people is um, if you guys are do like sneaker meetups to, you know, you bought a shoe on eBay or well, eBay is not a good example because they do the authentication, but we have Kijiji up here, right, okay. uh, which is basically uh, actually Facebook marketplace. Uh, cool. Yep. I've got you now. So, you, you know, you, you found out something on there, you were meeting up with someone in a gas station, uh, department store, whatever it is, you're meeting up in the parking lot and you end up talking for an hour, an hour and a half. Right. That's that's basically the phone calls that Rich and I would have, you know, on a weekly, bi-weekly basis. And that would be the exact same if we met up because, you know, I picked up a shoe for him and he was just picking it up or whatever the case was, you know. So we've basically just taken that and put it into the podcast. I mean, it makes so much sense because when you guys like, when your episodes start, one of the first things that you guys talk about is kind of, oh, what's everyone been wearing this week? What's everyone's picked up? And it would be like, I can imagine now if I... I don't know, saw you at the pub or something, be like, oh, Trev, how are you getting on? Like, you picked anything up this week? Oh, yeah, I actually bought these, got a really good deal, blah, blah, blah. What about yourself? Oh, I haven't picked anything up this week, but I did wear so-and-so because I went out with this person. I went went to the Raptors game and actually wore this pair. Like, oh, did you see on Instagram that Nice Kicks kicks post about blah, blah, blah? It it is just the conversation that you would normally have with like-minded people. And it feels like that when you guys talk as well, especially some of the the kind of shit that you give each other in, in the best possible way. Me and Scott are very similar to that where it's kind of like, you can tell that um, you're in a, you guys all have a relationship where you can get away with prodding each other a little bit and it creates great entertainment. When you're listening, you could tell that you're all just having a laugh and you are right. You're just having that meetup conversation, but recording it and putting it on the internet. Yeah. And I, I think the other thing that the beauty of that is that, you know, no matter who you are, it, like within the sneaker space, you probably wore something this week, right? Like, yeah, like you, you had wares. And uh, the thing that we like about that is that it really opens people up. So, you know, you, you guys were on obviously, right? Yeah. You guys are seasoned podcasters. Like, you know, like, you know, this isn't, you're, this is familiar territory for you, yeah. right? So you're used to doing this. You've done this before, you know, it's comfortable for you to jump on. I know it's a little different when you're, you're meeting people for the first time over, of Zoom, but um when you jump on and we're just like this is what i wore this week you're like oh well i wore i wore sneakers this week too right like you know um and then you can start talking about those sneakers oh i wore them here and i did this and you know you can start having a conversation and it it's a good way we find like and we really try and stick to we don't miss wears and pickups ever especially with a guest um even if we know we're gonna go over like you know this is someone who you know we're gonna have a long conversation with 
we don't miss wears and pickups because it just it makes everyone feel comfortable with each other because I wore sneakers this week, Matt. I'm sure you wore sneakers this week. I might have worn we one have or two pairs. One or two pairs, right? <laughs> you know, we have this common interest. And I think I think I mentioned this to you when you guys were on, right? You know, we can we we connect more than we do sometimes with our family, right? Like, you know, we you know, when you we were on our podcast it was the first time we'd spoken in person yeah, course, over yeah. meeting, right? Um, but you and I have more in common than you do probably with your closest immediate family and could talk for hours. Right. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, I, I can't think of what I think I'm like my uncle or my auntie or something that's like X amount of years older than me. Like I, the, the only thing in common that I have is probably the same surname. Whereas like you said, someone from halfway around the world that I've had a handful of conversations with. I mean, we, we jumped on this call at half past eight and it's now quarter to 10. Um, and we're still only halfway through a podcast and the whole time we haven't stopped talking. So it, it, you're absolutely right. And it, it's, you know, like that my parents give me crap. Like, you know, I, my girlfriend and I just bought a place. So we just moved out. So congratulations. Uh, thank you. Um, but, you know, like we go back to my parents' place and my dad is like, oh, my God, I'm so happy you're going to get these shoes out of my house. Like all this kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure your, your parents, to some extent, give you crap about the, oh, you know, yeah. about the amount of shoes that you have. Right. But, you know, we get on a call and I'm like, yeah, I have 100 pairs of shoes. And you're like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, OK, of course. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's logical. Yeah, sure. Where anyone else in the world is like, what? Yeah. The biggest thing for me, the biggest like, oh, like light bulb moment I had was um, I think I posted a raffle win. I think I've said this on previous episodes. I remember on Instagram, I um, posted like a couple of raffle wins on my story. And uh, it was like a couple of weeks later, I then went to a friend's house for a barbecue. And he said to me, he was like, Matt, how on earth are you this lucky with shoes? And I was like, what do you mean? He went, I've seen you've won at least four pairs of free shoes over the last like two months. And I was like, what do you mean four pairs of free shoes? And he was like, you keep saying, you keep posting that you're a winner. And I'm like, no, I won the opportunity to buy it. And he was so baffled at the idea. It's like, you're celebrating the idea that a shoe let you give the money. And I was like, yep. But if, again, if I was speaking to you and I said, oh, I won this raffle this week, you go, oh, cool, great. Yeah. It, it, It makes sense to us. It doesn't make sense to anyone else in the world. And it, it's, it's funny, right? You probably have a bunch of family members on your Instagram, right? So they see all your stuff that you're doing, right? It's family yeah. and friends, right? But like, you can't talk to them about this kind of stuff, right? And not not because they don't want to hear what you have to say, but because it's just like, they just don't understand. And it's it's hard for you to talk to them about this stuff. Like, you're not openly going to just start blabbing on about sneakers because they're just going to be like, I like that doesn't like, what are you doing sort of thing, right? Yeah. So so, but you guys have been going. I said, like I said, 150 episodes plus at this point now. Um, yeah. a- a- any particular future plans? I know we spoke about this very loosely before we yeah. hit record, and you you, you kind of said there wasn't a huge amount planned necessarily. We're always very similar, but what, what do you yeah. see as the future for In Kicks We Trust? We want to keep doing this. Um, like we're we're big on on community and like just we want everyone like we just want to invite you into this conversation, right? Like that's the big thing for us. So um we try and touch base with everyone that we can um like we just went to an event um i'm not sure if you've heard of um okay we have a spot called makeway okay oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard of it on other po- yeah podcasts yeah. And such. yeah so it's it's a female owned sneaker yes. shop and it's for females which is really 
Yeah. So they, they, um, ironically enough, so we were at an event last night. So one of the, one of our former guests, um, this is Mo on Instagram. She, um, she does like a little YouTube show, but like a little 20 minute kind of like, she calls it kicking it with Mo. Uh, so she'll have guests on and introduce them and all that kind of stuff. Right. So she did a live version of that last night at Makeway. Amazing. So we were, we were one of the guests on there. So, you know, um, I think like we're big on that for sure. Like we want to like make sure females feel included in this space. So um, we just want to invite everyone into this conversation because it's really just like we, we try and touch base with everyone. We want to talk with everyone within sneakers or that somehow touches within sneakers. So I'm not sure if you, if you listen to this episode or not, but we had, um, there's a guy out here. His, his Instagram is sexy beast and the, the E in sexy would be an eight. Right. Okay. I don't think I did listen um, to that one. <laughs> that one's episode 75. So I think it still should be sort of around 75. So I think it still should be up there. But um, he is a collector of game-worn Raptors gear. Oh, I bet you guys were in heaven. <laughs> Kevin and I were like on cloud nine to have this guy on. And he is a great storyteller. He had so much to talk about. But he's, he's also kind of into sneakers. But like, you know, his main collection thing that he does now is game-worn Raptors jerseys. So does he touch into sneakers? Absolutely. He touched into sneakers. Like, you know, we, we, you've, you've seen how we structure our podcast, you know, tell us about your sneaker journey. How yep. did you get here? All that kind of stuff. Similar to the, our conversation today. Yeah, right? Yeah. He went on and talked about his sneaker journey and his collection and how he had original bread ones and like all that kind of stuff. And like, great, great storyteller. But then he tells us about the process of getting into NBA jerseys and how he got into that and how he's collecting them and where he buys them from and some of the stuff he has in his collection. It is, it, it, I don't want to toot our horn, but that was that was a really great listen, especially if you're a basketball fan. It's a really I'm great I'm going to go listen. back and listen to that one. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's now on the, that's now on the, the saved list. The I'll list, listen to it yeah. tomorrow. Um, but yeah, he was, he was a great guest and, um, like that's the example, right? Like there's so many people that touch into the sneaker community from so many different spots, but we want to hear about it. One of the other guests, actually, uh, ironically, one of our friends that's local here is the, um, he's the executive chef at the arena where the Raptors play. You guys are just trying to find different ways of, uh, getting Raptors guests on, aren't you? That's all it is. This, <laughs> this sneaker podcast is just a ploy for you to talk to other Raptors fans. <laughs> Hey, hey, we're 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 happy and proud Raptors fans <laughs> over here. Um, but again, like um, you know, he's he's into sneakers, he's into Air Maxes, you know, like he's um, he lives in the same city as Kev and Rich, actually. So you know, they go for lunch all the time and all that kind of stuff. But as an executive chef at the arena where the Raptors and our hockey team, the Leafs, play, and you know, this is that's the arena where you know, like all the big concerts would go to, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know. Um, if Travis Scott's in town and not playing like, you know, the biggest arena, like a football arena, yep. uh, soccer for you guys, or certainly we yeah, would call yeah. it soccer, but you know, that big size of an arena, that's where they would play. So, you know, he had some amazing stories about being backstage. He, you know, he talked about taking a nap in the Raptors dressing room one time, right? Like just like all this kind of crazy one. stuff that like, that just, it's a great story, yeah. but it all connects back to sneakers somehow. I love that. And I think that's the, I think that, that's one of the things that I suppose Canada and the UK have in common. Um, you were talking so heavily there about community and over here, it's a bit of a buzzword because it's used by various different retailers and, and things like this. But yeah. I think ultimately what everyone is trying to do, and I think that's 
almost with kind of being in a smaller country i think for you guys obviously neighboring the us such yeah. a huge sneaker scene in the us for you guys even though canada is a much bigger country than the uk it still feels like the smaller part of that side of the world right and you've got all these yeah. other huge sneaker powerhouses around you it's just about creating this tight-knit community very similar over here with the uk it's all about having our community supporting each other and that's hopefully what these platforms can do right like it's, it's, it's all well and good talking to mates every single week and having a yeah. bit of a laugh and a joke but ultimately what you're trying to do is fuel that community in some sort of way even if it's a small way if it's a large way yeah. that's what everyone's trying to achieve right we are so similar all of us in so many ways right I talked about this earlier. You and I can connect and jump on a call and be here for two and a half, three hours. No problem, yeah. right? And everyone else you guys have as a guest, we have as a guest, would all be in the same boat, right? So, you know, here's someone new. You may not have met them yet. You know, when we had you Go guys check on. them out, yeah. Exactly, you know? Hey, you may not have met Matt and Scott of the Double Up podcast. Here's the introduction to them. Here's them, you know, chopping it up with us. Go check out their podcast. They do something similar to what we're doing, right? Similar, yeah. but not the same. But, you know, they do something yeah, similar. Course, yeah, you yeah. might like them as well. Well, with that, before we move on to the news, that seems like a fantastic segue to uh, tell our listeners where they can or where and when they can find the In Kicks We Trust podcast. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people that want to hear what you guys are doing on a more regular basis if they're not already. Yes. So you can find us on Instagram at In Kicks We Trust. Um, we release the podcast every Monday, actually at the exact same time that the Double Up podcast released. So, so listen this... to us first, and then listen to them immediately afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was joking with <laughs> I was joking with Matt that when I post it, usually there's a little comp- I have a little internal competition with myself to see whose <laughs> podcast appears first on my Spotify list. Uh, but typically, the podcast will come out around the same time. We usually post it about twelve Eastern Standard, twelve midnight Eastern Standard time. Um, which is about five, I think that's about 5 a.m. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it should be out around the same time that you guys have the Double Up podcast coming up. Uh, make sure you check check it out and go take a look. For for us, yeah. it's always just about chopping it up and talking sneakers, and we try and touch on anything around sneakers, right? We don't we don't do the news as much as as you guys do, Matt. Um, but you know, we like to just have conversations with each other, exactly. So a topic and just talk about it for. I'd like to say it's an hour, but usually it's closer to an hour and a half, an hour 40. <laughs> we say that with ours as well. We say that with ours as well. I'm pretty sure before we hit record, I was like, right, so we'll probably just talk about your sneaker history for about half an hour and we're about 50 minutes in. So uh, <laughs> it, all ha- it happens every time. It happens every time. Well, okay. with that, that's probably a good opportunity for us to move on to our first main uh, segment of the episode, and that is Shoes Round. Every single week, we spend a little bit of time looking back at some of the biggest uh, headlines that have happened in the world of sneakers. Uh, it is me, of course, taking Shoes Round this week. So without further ado, I'll pass over to me for Shoes Rounds. Right, Trev, you've been taken out of the Doubled Up podcast studio and you are now in the Shoes Round studio. We like to ask our guests every single time. I hope you like how we've uh, done the place up. Um, we've got a new picture over there in the corner, some new lighting just for you, a bit of red and white to make you feel at home with Canada. But uh, we'll jump straight into the news while you kind of soak in the ambiance that is the Shoes Round studio. And uh, I'm going to curse myself here because we're recording this on a Friday night. And whatever, when every time I say this on the podcast of, oh, not much has happened this week, the biggest news story will break literally immediately after we stop recording. 
Um, so I'm hoping that isn't the case. But as of day of recording, not a huge amount of news has happened. Uh, it's the new NBA seasons. There's lots of kind of uh, NBA related sneaker stuff that you're seeing across a lot of US platforms. This person signing with this person. Apparently, sketches are now actually a thing. We spoke about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so I thought I'd go in a slightly different avenue for the news this week. And we're going to talk a little bit about the sneaker showcase that happened uh, late last week. So uh, some people would have seen it. Some people might have just seen posts about it online and things like this. But um, sneakers basically or the, on the sneakers app, uh, they did uh, essentially a showcase showing avid sneaker fans what is coming up for the wonderful world of Nike. Um, and there were a bunch of shoes on there, which have, they've then put onto the sneakers app as a little bit of an article. Not a huge amount of information in regards to kind of when a lot of these shoes are releasing, but it did give you absolutely bucket loads of notable releases to kind of that should be coming up 2023 and 2024. A lot of attention was given to certain shoes. And uh, originally, my plan for this segment, Trev, was for us to have a nice little chat about some of these releases. But you and I were messaging last night, and I was telling you what was what we were going to talk about in the episode. And all of a sudden, you turned around and said, I'm sure you have a game or two planned for us, in which I didn't. So I thought, shit, I better make a game. So what we're going to do is we're going to use uh, a, 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 a bit of a game as a way of talking about some of the shoes mentioned in the sneakers showcase. So what I've done for you, Trev, is I have prepared five standout shoes from the God knows how many that were released. If you want the full list, anyone listening to this, just go onto the sneakers website you'll be able to see a full list. There must be like 20, 30 shoes on there. It's absolutely ridiculous. But again, this is notable releases for the next year. Of course, there's going to be a lot of shoes on there. But I've picked five that are some of my favorite uh, favorites. Sorry, And we're going to do a blind ranking game. So what I'm going to do, Trevor, is I'm going to give you a shoe. Without knowing what the next shoe is, you need to tell me whether you think this is first, second, third, fourth, or fifth. Okay. Okay. Gives us an opportunity to talk a little bit about that shoe, first of all. Um, so the first shoe that we're going to talk about is the Nike Air Max 1 86 OG, the big bubble in the royal colorway. Now, this is a shoe that we kind of saw images of a little while ago. When when the original kind of anniversary reds big bubble was was coming out, a lot of people also thought this shoe was coming out at the same time. Nike have obviously saved it for the following year. Uh, but a lot of people are excited about this shoe. I actually think that because I said that I wasn't a huge fan of the big bubble when it came out. And bizarrely, as much as I love the anniversary red, I don't like the shape of the big bubble for some bizarre reason. I don't know why my brain is doing this, but I actually kind of like the Royal and I don't know why. But what do you think about the uh, the Royal big bubble? So I'm with you. I do not love the shape of the big bubble. No, I just I don't know what it is. It just doesn't look great. Now, having said that, if I did not have a pair of anniversary reds from the last retro, which was 2018, I want to say was the last time it retro. So, something, I, uh, yeah, they did it. They, they kept re-releasing them a little bit. I think it was around 2018, yeah. but um, I would, I would definitely be picking up a pair of big bubbles, you know, whatever the, whatever the colorway was. So I know, I know we're talking about the Royal blue this time. Um, not a fan of the big bubble. I just, don't think it looks great on the shoe but it's the it's um, the heel isn't it it's like because they've had to squeeze in that big bubble it has this weird yeah. flick at the back of the heel and i just don't like it but i don't know whether it's just the pictures on the sneakers 
website isn't showing you that heel as prominently but i'm looking at this shoe and i'm like oh that actually looks really nice <laughs> it's you know what like it's 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 so tough because sometimes you see a picture and you're like that looks so good i love it and then other times you see and then you see it in like as an example i actually we uh we did a little shopping yesterday kith toronto had opened up in one of the the ritzier areas downtown so we went and ate at the uh, the restaurant there at Sidell's, and uh there's a couple other stores around that area so we're walking around and i actually had a pair of the big bubbles in my hand, the, the anniversary red pair. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> like I'm looking at it. I'm like, that big bubble just looks off to me. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I don't love the big bubble, but I also, if I really wanted that pair in that colorway, I wouldn't let the big bubble stop me from getting it. Right. I like that. So if, if it was the difference of anniversary red or no anniversary red, you're taking the big bubble. Likewise, if you don't have a royal blue in the collection and it's the difference between royal blue or no royal blue, it might just sneak its way in, even though you're not a huge fan of the 86 shape. Absolutely. Yeah. So on our blind ranking, then I started up quite strong, given the fact that I know that you're an Air Max guy from one to five. Where are we putting this without knowing what's coming next? I'm going to put it at number two. Oh, optimistic. I like it. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll move into the second shoe and, uh, Bearing in mind, shoes for this holiday can be awful or they can be really, really good. I actually kind of like this one because we're talking about the Nike SB Dunk Low City of Love in the kind of maroon colorway. There are two shoes releasing in this pack for Valentine's Day, as far as I'm aware. Uh, you've got a kind of white cream pair, which I'm glad I've gone for the maroon pair after you saying that you don't really like white shoes. Uh, and then we have obviously the marine, uh, the maroon kind of red pair really deep kind of maroon colorway um nice red stitching around the midsole just looks like a premium sb dunk low what are your thoughts on this shoe so not a big dunk fan personally okay. um but having said that like i can i can respect dunks and i actually like these i'm, I'm so I'm, i've got the sneakers website up right now yeah, yeah that looks like a really plush material it does, doesn't it? I don't know whether it's just the pictures, but I yeah. also think with it being kind of a Valentine's Day shoe, like sometimes they can be really crap if they're just like plastered with hearts. This yeah. is one of those shoes that you could wear any time of the year and anyone else would just think it's a Nike Dunk. But then if yeah. I bumped in, like we were saying earlier, if I bumped into a sneakerhead and I went, oh, actually, it's the City of Love pack. It's Valentine's Day. They go, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so I went to uh, uh, my girlfriend's sister's wedding the other week and it was... Um, halloween inspired and mm -hmm. i wore my freddy krueger air max 95s and my girlfriend's dad was like oh new trainers and i was like no i've actually had these a little while but they're inspired by freddy krueger you can see there's the blood stains on the shoe and he went i don't care um <laughs> so i feel like this is one of those shoes where it's subtle enough where it can like sneak under yeah. the radar but you sneak you speak to a sneakerhead and they're like oh this is yeah halloween um sorry valentine's day pay yeah, that's really cool yeah um yeah I, I i i love anything with plush materials for dunks like i mean we can i can talk to you for a long time about the panda dunks and you know uh all that oh, kind of stuff but um <laughs> I, I love when they do the premium materials on dunks because that's that's where the origin the origins of dunks came from um with the plush materials and the premium materials yeah. uh i obviously we don't know a ton of it on this right now uh, obviously just a city of love so obviously yeah. there's probably some tie and story to it which we don't have the information on yet but we'll find I, out I really like we will for sure i i like this pair and i really like burgundy shoes like Ooh. i think that's a really good fall shoe 
love it well where, where are we going on our our kind of one to five two's taken with the big bubble where are we going for this shoe so went back and forth on this a little but okay um i think you would have this ranked at number four Oh, I like how you're picking me. I haven't actually put these in any order whatsoever. I'm just seeing what you're putting this as an order. So I love the fact that you think I'm going with number four. Oh, actually, oh okay. I, I was going by where you would have placed No, them. no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Is, so is that the same with the big bubble? Do I need to go back and change the big bubble? Do you think it's number two or? No, you can keep the big bubble there. Okay. Um, I will play. I'll keep this at number four. Okay. I'll you're keeping keep this at four as well. Four. All right. Yeah. The next shoe. It's a little bit of a random one, but I really, really like the colorway here. I'm not too sure where you're going to be able to, where, where you, I think you're going to put this. Uh, but number three on our list is the Nike Pegasus 2005 in the white gradient colorway. Um, I am not going to sit here and say that I know much about the Nike Pegasus 2005. Uh, but when I was kind of scrolling down the kind of showcase article where there are kind of themes to silhouettes, right? All the dunks are together, all the ACG are together, all of the kind of Pegasus 2005s are together. And this Pegasus is very much kind of like a mesh runner that is very in at the minute. I'm not normally into that type of shoe, but I really, really like the shape of the Pegasus two, uh, 2K5 or 2005. And I really like the white with the kind of gradient over the top. The shape of it kind of reminds me of the um, the Supreme Nikes with the flames up because yep. you've got the orange and the reds and things like this. That it kind of almost reminds me of that, which is probably why I like it. Uh, but what do you think about this one, Trev? So typically with the Pegasus, it's not a favorite model of mine. Yeah, um, and not because it's like it's not comfortable or anything, or I don't like the look of it. Um, I actually walk on my toes. Okay. So when I, you know, most people would walk heel toe, heel toe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I walk toe, 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 toe. toe. I bet so your I calves are like, are like steel. <laughs> massive, massive. Um, I think that's the <laughs> weirdest thing I've ever said to a guest on a podcast. I bet your calves are like steel. Wow. There's the episode it, title. It, there it is. Um, <laughs> but it is true. If you ever see the golf course flex photos with shorts on, the, the calves are pretty significant. <laughs> Um, but anyways, having, having said that, um, typically the Pegasus for me does not work as a running shoe because the zoom air is in the heel, not right. the forefoot of the shoe. So for me, I may as well be wearing a Converse. Nice. <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> um, so there, there, there is a, uh, there is a version of the, of the Pegasus, which it's not the Pegasus, but it's a very similar looking shoe, yeah. uh, which I believe it was called, I don't know if they make it anymore, but at the time it was called the zoom elite. Okay, yep. Um, and basically the only difference is the zoom error is in the forefoot, not the heel. So ah. anyways, that that for me is more comfortable. Uh having said that, I'm I'm zooming in on the on the picture and it looks like it says it's got full length Nike air on here. So I would assume that would mean that it's got cushioning throughout the whole shoe. Okay. Um yeah, I like these. Uh I'm not, not big on that runner style, like the like the ASICs that you see or the new balances and that kind of stuff, even the like the Vermeros from Nike. Yeah, I don't um, like the Vermeros. I'm not a huge fan. It's not my favorite, but you know, like it's not my style. I'll I'll give you an example of this. The ASICs that you might see is like the GT two thousands or one thousands. Yep. Yeah, yep. When I was at Foot Locker, we would sell that shoe as a running shoe, like strictly running yeah. shoe. Like that was what the runners would come in and buy from us, right? So when I see, you know, we went into Kith yesterday and they've got, you know, a white and blue pair of A6 GT2160, I think is what the number is now. I'm like, I, this is crazy to me. Like this, like. <laughs> you, your association actually, of the shoe is completely different. Yeah. 
completely different. Like I get the new balance, like that kind of stuff. Like I know that that's in and that's a little bit different, but for that shoot for me, I'm like, these are for runners. Like this is strictly a running shoe. So yeah. anyways, this, this does remind me of that shoe. So not my favorite, but I do like the colors on this. I think it's a lot, it's more stylish yeah. than the typical Pegasus would be. Uh, but for me personally, I'm going to place this at number five. I did think out of the list, I thought that's probably a firm number five, especially with the next two that we have, because this next one on the list is potentially the best of the list. But I don't want to sway you by any means. Everyone's going to be into their own things because number four is the Nike Air 180 Ultramarine. I knew you were good. I knew this was going to be on this list because I know how much you love this shoe. I couldn't not. I couldn't. Not. I was really tempted to put the other colorway because obviously the big thing about this list is everyone's getting excited at the idea that we're getting kind of an OG version of the Ultramarine. And the guy that was actually on the live talking through was like, this is the first time we've done an exact replica. This is the OG shape, the OG air bubble. Like this is basically the closest you will get to the original Air 180 Ultramarine, which has got a lot of people really excited but they're also doing another colorway, which is called the full 180, which is essentially inspired by a reverse of the Ultramarine, which is beautiful. I don't normally like really, really dark shoes. All black, blue hits towards the rear of the shoe, cream um, kind of sock liner and, and swoosh. I was really tempted to put that one as the option, but you can't not choose the Ultramarine when the Ultramarine's on the list, right? So... What, what what do you think about this shoe? Uh, so I'll, I'll start with a little history about myself with Air Max as an okay. example, just to give you a basis of where my answer is going to come from. I, I know I'm really excited about this shoe, and I know this is eventually going to lead to you saying you don't like it by the sounds of things. <laughs> it's not, actually. Oh, okay, it's that's not, good. It's not. I do like this shoe. I do like this shoe <laughs> a lot. So the reason I'll, I'll preface this is because it's a white shoe. So uh, okay, I, I talked right, earlier right. about it not being of course. Not like I should have seen I that love. one coming. Air Maxes in OG colorways. Right. So um, as an example, Air, uh, the Air Max 180, uh, not a personal favorite of mine, personally. Yep. But I love the OG colorway. So the example I'll give you is that in, I want to say it was 2016 and 17, the Air Max 97 Silver Bullets came out. Right. Um, they were at Foot Locker. They were readily available. And, you know, they were very easy to get at the time. You know, my entire staff was wearing them. And they're like, Trev, why don't you have this? Like, you know, this is a really nice shoe. I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't really like the 97s. It's not my favorite. Nah, I'm not a big fan of it. So anyways, fast forward a little bit of time and I end up getting, you, know, you may remember they did like ultra pairs. So they were lighter and they kind of yep. re revamped them a little bit. So I just got a pair of navy navy air max 97s that just got like i believe it's either gray or white swoosh a little bit of accents on it nothing nothing spectacular right and i was like wow i really like the look of these i should go back and get the <laughs> oh, air max 90, 97 silver bullets and of course at this time you may remember that there was a, a big push on that shoe it was very popular with everyone mm -hmm. and at that time they were going for like 500 bucks in my size which is wow double the amount that they would be selling for retail and you know if you use pairs were not an option because if they were used at a good price they were really, really they, were beat. they were beat so uh, anyways typically when air maxes come out in og colorways i'm very interested so um i i do really like that colorway i know it goes against my whole 
no white shoes kind of thing, but I do like that colorway. I think it's a really good summer colorway. And I think Air Maxes are just really good for summer, right? Like they're yeah. easy wears, put them on with shorts, uh, dress them up, dress them down. Um, it's got those bright accents in there. So it's really good for summer. So big fan. And it's actually going to be number one. Oh, I was going to say you've got one and three. So we were going top of the pile or middle of the road, aren't we? So we're yes. going number one. Well, in that case, then we already know that the next shoe on this list is automatically going in at number three for you. I'm going to be interested to see whether you're happy with number three or not, because the final shoe is the Nike Air Foam Posit one in the Royal colorway. All right, so you and I had very similar lists. So all right, this, uh, this is okay, okay, had very similar list. Okay, yes, all right. So, so are you much of a phone posit guy? I know, obviously, you said before about kind of introduction to sneakers was very basketbally almost, and obviously the phone posit being a very iconic basketball shoe. I know some people say it's really comfortable. Some people say it's one of the most uncomfortable shoes you'll ever wear. So it's very, it's a very polarizing shoe. Is the phone posit? So I'm interested to see where you sit on the fence here. So uh, we we did do a when the penny one re released uh, last year I think yep um, we did do a whole month of penny dedicated episodes and penny nice. um, a penny panel with a bunch of specific penny collectors so one of them is actually a local guy uh, who lives in the same town as Rich and Kev so uh, shout out to the midsole collector but I love foams and still do love foams so okay. But it's it's very interesting, actually. So I don't like OG colorways. So the two colorways that are on that list yep. are the original Royals, and yep. I believe it's the eggplant. It's the eggplant, right? yeah, yeah. Not a fan of those. I think they're very plain. And yeah. But having said that, give me a foam posit. So in my collection for foam posits, I have the fighter jets. Nice. Which is a black and gray camo colorway. I have the foam posit Northern Lights. Nice which was the, the, the all-star when the all-star game was here in 2017 or 16. I can't remember the year. That was the, one of the all-star pairs that came out that year. Um, Beautiful colorway as well. Beautiful colorway. We talked about outlets earlier. I picked up there. There was an all cement pair that came out with a pink bottom. Oh, okay. So I have a pair of those and I think I have one other foam posit that's escaping me. Right. Oh, the asteroids. Oh, okay. Oh, the pink. I've just Googled the pink pair. Yeah, they're lovely. Big fan of cement. So an all cement foam posit is a very, very big thing for me. So I, I love that. And then I'm, I'm sure you're looking up the asteroid pair right now too. Another outlet pair, but just very bright and a lot going on on the shoe. Let me find the asteroid pair. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I know that shoe. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Lovely looking shoe. So I, I, I do really like foam posits. And for anyone who hasn't tried them, you need to wear them. So yeah. the whole technology with foam posit is that when it heats up, so when your foot starts to sweat or heat up in the shoe, it gets very soft. Okay. So you need to wear them and break and quote unquote break them in. So right. once it's funny, the first time I wore them, we we were, we went to the states for a shopping trip. We're about an hour and a half away from uh, Buffalo, New York. So um, we were going going down there to shop for the day and. Uh, I wore them and you know, the first, like we're in the, we're in the car. Like I'm not, I haven't even walked yet. I'm like, oh my God, these are so uncomfortable. Like Uh-oh. what? Like, but the funny thing is, is that, you know, as soon as I got out and started walking in them and moving, they formed to your foot. So the, the term foam is actually like, yeah, it's yeah. A for, it will form to your foot. So once you wear them, it's funny actually, because if you just feel foam positive, it's kind of hard on the sides. Like it's yeah. a, We've all, everyone's probably seen what a foam posit looks like and feels like. 
once you actually wear them, they really they get soft, like really soft on the sides, and they'll form very nicely to your yeah. point. So it's it's a, such an iconic um paneling with the faux posit as well. Like we had SneakerCon a couple of weeks ago and they had the kind yep. of um the the eBay authenticity guarantee yep. thing here and they had kind of the whole idea is they were doing like this um kind of uh the whole of the, them authenticating the shoes it's the smell it's the eyesight it's the like the feel they had all these kind of like bottles of different smelling shoes and like you put your hand in the box and guess what the shoe is and honestly weirdest experience was me trying to guess a Reebok classic leather uh for some reason i thought it was a dunk high which how no idea how i managed to go from dunk high to classic leather but the second i put my hand in and felt the side of a phone posit i was like yep phone posit done like it was the it's so it iconic. iconic you're like yep i know like, I, I know what those ridges feel like 100 percent. i'll tell you what we'll do trevor i think on that note um anyone wants to kind of look at the rest of those shoes um 100 have a little look on the, the sneakers app you're probably going to see them floating around on, on loads of different outlets and things like this uh but i think with that we're out of news. Okay, so with that, we'll move on to our next main segment, and that is Double Up, Double Down. Every single week, we spend a little bit of time looking ahead at some of the biggest releases um, in our wonderful world of shoes, uh, and we pick a, a Double Up, a shoe that we like, uh, a shoe that we dislike, a Double Down, and a Sleeper Pick, uh, a shoe that we think is going to be a little bit lost amongst the hype. So without further ado, I'm passing back over to me for Double Up, Double Down. Right, Trev, time to talk about some more shoes. We've just spent uh, the last segment talking about five upcoming releases uh, in 2024. Let's talk about some upcoming releases for the next week. And uh, I will say again, I don't want to curse myself because Sod's Law is, I'm going to say this, and the biggest shoe of the year is going to drop two days later. But right now, it is looking like a little bit of a quiet week. We do have some big shoes coming up in uh, the kind of in November, really. So seems like we're in a little bit of a quiet stint at the minute, which I'm sure for a lot of people, they're enjoying it, or at least their bank accounts are. But the shoe that I have picked this week as my favorite shoe to release is the Soulbox times Adidas rivalry ice cream sandwich. Number one, the reason why I picked this is because I bloody love an ice cream sandwich. Uh, number two, I really like Adidas. Uh, and number three, me and Scott say all the time about the idea that as soon as you throw a little bit of cream and a little bit of kind of brown on a shoe, it's basically a cheat code. This shoe is a classic kind of Adidas rivalry, low classic basketball shoe. The shoe itself is mismatched where um, or kind of basically out the inside of the shoe is different to the outside of the shoe essentially it's mostly a kind of gray and white upper but on the outside of the shoe the stripes are brown inside of the shoe the stripes are pink you've got cream tongue uh with soulbox branding on there very very clean looking shoe uh, again very kind of on trend at the minute with the grays the creams the browns the pinks Probably similar to some other shoes that we've seen over the years, but Soulbox always do really, really well with Adidas collaborations. It's Adidas Consortium as well, so we know it's going to be top quality. Um, and this shoe is releasing on the 31st on the confirmed app for about £110. Trev, we much of a, a fan of an ice cream sandwich? Love a good ice cream sandwich. Who doesn't, right? Exactly. <laughs> what do we think about the shoe, though? It's nice. Um, like it's it's mostly white, so that that's not up. I was going to say, there's a common theme here. <laughs> there is a common theme, but I like the um, the hits of brown that they have on the stripes. I think that's actually really clean. Um, yeah. 
it's like a good neutral color um, throughout the shoe, and the brown's just a nice little hit off the shoe. Yeah, I think, again, you can't go wrong with... I love a white shoe. I love a gray shoe. So for me, we're almost polar opposites in that sense. Like I, I, anything that's kind of like plain neutral white, gray, I'm absolutely there for it. You sprinkle in a little bit of pink and a little bit of brown and make it a high quality Adidas collab. You're kind of, you, you're pushing my buttons there a little bit. And again, I love ice cream. There we go. So it's, it's a win-win. It, I, I will say that I like the um, how there's panels on there that are like a, a cream colorway, like a dark yep. cream. That takes away from it being mostly white and that part like it, it already looks like it's kind of like a little bit of a dirty white almost yeah and if you also look at the tongue the tongue's like a little bit almost like a, a kind of woven texture almost it looks like which is to kind of represent the uh like the the kind of the ice cream sandwich you would like if you think about not like a cookie ice cream sandwich but a traditional ice cream sandwich where it's that kind of like wafer on the outside so i like the little touches like that the little things like that that again you kind of if you know you know um Moving on from a, a shoe that we like to a shoe that we uh, unfortunately dislike, um, there's not really much to say about this shoe other than it's kind of a little bit weird and it's really, really expensive. And that's kind of the reason why it's my least favorite shoe this week, because we're going with the Air Vapor Max Mock Rome in the light stone and luminous green colorway. Um, you've basically got kind of what it says in the title. Imagine if you can imagine a Vapor Max outsole midsole with kind of like a mock upper that is in basically stone grey and bright green. That's literally what this shoe is. Uh, it's releasing on the 31st of uh, October for £200. A little bit steep for me. little bit steep. So for that reason, I'm sure there's someone I'm going to see in Shoreditch that's going to rock this shoe and look really, really good. But they've also probably been gifted it by Nike because I don't see anyone spending 200 of their own pounds on this shoe. Uh, but yeah, Trevor, I can see by your face already. As soon as I mentioned 200 pounds, your face kind of went, excuse me, what? What do we think about this shoe? <laughs> yeah, uh, man, this is this is this is absolutely a double down. No yeah. question about that um the 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 vapor max bubbles are basically the same thing that they did with the travis scott air max ones where they did that like they yes, put it all as like one color over, yeah which is wasn't a huge fan of that myself and um i really really don't like vapor maxes uh if you guys have ever worn a cleat of any kind uh for me it was baseball but soccer football yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever it is um that's exactly what i felt like wearing a vapor max was like it doesn't so, feel very sturdy, does it? Like I've only I bought one pair that I saw. It was one of those things. They were all the rage. I was like, um and an R and should I buy? Should I not buy a pair? Found a pair that was like discounted a local JD. It was like a black pair and orange bubbles. And I was like, you know what? It's like fifty quid. I'll give it a try. Which yeah. is cheap for Vapor Max, right? Fifty quid. Yeah. Um, yeah. I went home, put it on, and took them straight off, put my other shoes back on, walked back to JD and returned them. Um, I don't know why I didn't try them on in the store, but I thought, yeah, sure, they're my size. They'll be fine. Went home, tried them on. Nope, took them straight back. And uh, that's my only experience of a Vaporbox. So uh, no more. Uh, that moves us on nicely to our sleeper pick for the week. And based on the conversation we've had today, I feel like both of us are going to kind of be in agreement for this shoe uh, because we are looking at a Nike Air Max 1 um, in the colorway, which is described as white, black pure platinum and university gold this is a standard air max one white midsole black kind of um paneling across the mud guard and towards the rear of the shoe um by the eye stays and towards the center of the shoe you've got this kind of nice 
platinum gray and then you've got university gold swoosh with university gold um branding on the tongue this is going to be a sleeper pick because this is a fairly standard just gr air max one which is not a bad thing whatsoever but when we have special air max ones going on sale for about 80 pounds here in the uk this is going to do exactly the same so there's probably going to be someone like you mentioned earlier trevor someone's going to walk in go i need a shoe that's kind of i can wear with anything easy this is literally it it's gray black orange easy wearer it's releasing on the 31st of october again for 140 pounds but uh what do we think about our university gold air max yeah, this is a great sleeper pick. I mean, nothing wrong with the shoe. Like, it's mostly no. white and black with a little bit of yellow on it, like on the swoosh there. So uh, no issues with that at all on my end. Um, actually, Rich is a big uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So I was thinking, actually, this would be Aye. a great Pittsburgh Steelers shoe if you are a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I know I have a pair of uh, – I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan, so I know I have a pair of Air Maxes that are just, you know, there's nothing – they were at they were sitting at shelves, but it was in – the midnight green that the Eagles wear, yeah. so um, I wear those all the time, and this this would be great for uh, for the Steelers actually. I'm actually going to throw a little bit of a span in the works for you, Trevor, because I didn't actually okay. send this over to you as uh, a little bit of a prepped thing, but I totally forgot to send you over the Steel of the Week. Steel of the Week. I did have one prepped. I just completely forgot to send you the link, and uh, it's probably a good reason that I haven't sent you a Steel of the Week because it's kind of. Uh, I'm using this as an excuse to hope that Scott is actually listening to this episode from New Zealand because it will get to this point in the episode and he'll probably send me a message saying that I'm a twat because the steal of the week this week is the Nike ISPA universal shoe uh, in the natural desert dust summit white colorway. When this shoe released, Scott put it as the double down because it is a weird foam slip on shoe in a brown and white faded colorway. And I said that I absolutely loved it. And uh, it is currently sat on offspring in a fairly large size run. Um, and they have an extra discount code at the minute. If you use extra 20, you can get this for 36 pounds. So I know we're not exactly going into the season for uh, foam slip-on shoes, but if you want some slippers for the winter and then you can bust them out in the summer, grab yourself a pair of ISPAs. I would buy myself a pair, but unfortunately, as I said, good size run. It just happens to be the only size they're sold out in is a 9 and a 10, which is where I would kind of fall. So, hey, bad news for me, but good news for you listeners because you can catch yourself a bargain. That's the best way to shop is to shop off season. So, and as a as an avid croc wearer, hey, I, I support it. I support it. Thank you very much. I love it. Well, I tell you what, Trevor, that pretty much brings us almost to the end of the podcast. You've almost made it out alive. There is just one final hurdle in front of you, and that is Scott versus our guest, the rotation game. All right, Trev. So at this point, you already know what this game is. But for the listeners that might not know, uh, it has a little bit of a strange title, Scott versus our guest. Of course, Scott isn't here, so I'm taking over from Scott. But basically what happens is every time we have a guest, we produce a theme for our guest. And what happens is Scott and our guest go in, uh, go against each other in a head-to-head 1v1 battle to produce a five-day rotation in a bit of a draft style. So in a minute, I will let the listeners know what this week's theme is. Trev will go first, pick his first shoe. It will then be down to me to pick mine. 
fine. We'll go back and forth until we both have a five-day rotation. We'll then put this on our Instagram page for you guys, the listeners, to vote on which you think is the best five-day rotation. The only rule, no double-ups, ironically. So if Trev picks a shoe, I can't pick it and vice versa. Now, seeing as this episode is releasing on the 30th of October, and of course, on the 31st, we have Halloween, the theme for this week is Spooky Sneakers which we haven't said is strictly Halloween shoes. Uh, It can be anything that has any sort of spooky resemblance to it whatsoever, just to kind of open up the field a little bit. But Trev, I'm going to pass over to you, mate. What is the first shoe that you are picking for your spooky five-day rotation? Okay, so uh, the first pair I am going to pick is, it's very synonymous with with Halloween, I'm going to go with the Freddy Dunks. Why did I know? As soon as I picked spooky sneakers, I was like, there's going to be, I know what the first sneaker is going to be. A hundred percent. I mean, there's certain, when we do these themes, there are certain shoes, right? That you kind of almost have to pick. And that Freddie Dunk is just, it hits everything, right? It is ultra hyped. Such a cool concept. Storytelling's amazing. It's on a great silhouette. Like as much as it is, Sometimes if it's not broke, don't fix it. And you have to go with the obvious one because it's the best choice, right? There's a reason why if you're picking a quarterback, you go with Tom Brady. There's a reason why if you're picking a football player, you go with Cristiano Ronaldo, right? There's a reason why they're the best at what they do. So, uh, no, I respect it. Freddie Dunks. Okay. How am I going to retaliate to this one then? Um, (laughs) I am going to go with to try and retain a little bit of hype on my kind of five-day rotation i am going with the off-white times nike blazer all hallows eve ah yes i like that shoe it's a very very nice shoe beautiful colorway i think if i was to pick one of the blazers in the off-white kind of collection it would be that kind of uh uh, almost orangey kind of creamy colorway with the orange swoosh beautiful looking Mm -hmm. shoe so yeah we're going with the all hallows eve here trev what's number two for me mate where are you taking me Number two for me is going to be, uh, what am I going to go with here on my list? I'm going to go the <laughs> composite, the Paranormans. Oh, okay. I like that. So I know, I know there's, I know foams are uh, not loved by everyone, but that pair was very, very limited and very Halloween-esque. Yep. Yep, 100%. And uh, you said earlier that you love a foam and you love one that's not an OG colorway. So you're sticking with the story. I like it. Well, seeing as you've picked uh, a Freddy-inspired shoe, I mentioned this shoe earlier, but it's probably my absolute favorite Halloween-inspired shoe. And that is I'm going with the Nike Air Max 95 Freddy Krueger. A uh, bit of a weird release because it kind of released over here, but also kind of didn't release other places in the world. It's I think over in the US, it was very sought after, even though kind of over here, it was actually a fairly easy buy. It was all very, very bizarre. But yeah, again, the storytelling with the kind of the, the, the jumper inspired upper with the blood splatters on the tongue and by the heel of the shoe. I love my Freddy 95s. Great pick. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We've now got one Freddy apiece. So uh, I had to make sure that you didn't take all of the Freddy Kruegers. I thought I'd I'd, I'd take one back. Whether it was on your list or not, I don't know. But what's number three for you, mate? Okay, so number three on the list is going to be the Air Jordan 1 Shattered Backboard 1.0s. I'll take it. 
because it's all right. I'll take it. We said spooky rather than anything else. And hey, it's it's we are in pumpkin spice season, so uh, I'm I'm letting it happen. I'm letting it happen. All right, I'll take it. Shattered backboards. Oh, oh man, now I'm looking at your three and thinking, crap. There's a that's a heavy hitting three. Like that is a knockout Mike Mike Tyson punch three. Do you know what I mean? Ah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Sure. 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 I am going to try and again redeem myself a little bit here, and I am going with. Oh, do I go with a personal one that I prefer, or do I go with one that I know is a little bit more hyped? I'm going to go with one that I prefer. This is my five day rotation. We are going with the Night of Mischief Dunk Low. Great pick. Oh, I didn't know whether to go for the Day of the Dead, but. I prefer the knife of mischief with the trick and the treat on the back. Yeah, big fan of those. So we're going to go with that. Yeah, that's a great pair. Nice little Halloween pair there. Yeah. I did have that was one on my list as well. I've taken one away from you. That's, t- that's tactical there. Tactical there. <laughs> um, right, you you surprised me a little bit with the shatter backboard. I love the thinking. I love the outside the box to a certain degree. Are we going inside the box or outside the box for number four? Uh, so a little bit of both. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Air Jordan 3 Fears. Oh, okay. Hey, I mean, we said spooky and it literally has fear in the title. So (laughs) I can't. You're smashing this. I like this. Bravo, my friend. Bravo. I feel like I've gone a little bit more on the nose. I don't know if it's gone to my detriment or not. Uh, All right. So I think I am going to go for my number four i think oh god i've got a big list in front of me and i'm now thinking like shit what do i pick what do i pick what do i pick okay i'm gonna go back to 95s and i'm gonna go for the 2014 halloween air max 95s because it's a gray and white runner basically with an eyeball on the tongue i mean that's just really fucking cool so i'll take that um all right last but not least trev Bring us home. Okay, so for the last pick, um, I'm not going to go for the most. I, I had another dunk on there, but I'm okay. going to go with something a little bit different here. Uh, Air Force One Skeletons. Love it. And I'll go with the black pair specifically. Ooh, I, I didn't think you were going to go for the white pair after our conversation today, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you've you've smashed that again. You have some you have some pairs in there that are absolutely undeniably Halloween pairs, and you've got a couple from outside the box that I think of. I'm already looking at your five and thinking I'd vote for you if I was voting. So uh, I'm I'm going to round mine out and just accept my fate here. And I'm going to use this as an opportunity to shout out uh, a previous guest of the podcast. And that is FD from the future, who recently put a post up on his Instagram about finding this pair on eBay, uh, which is the uh, Air Force One Frankenstein from 2006. Bright green patent leather Air Force One, which is probably the most un-me shoe ever. But it's kind of cool at the same time. So I'm going to go with it. So just to kind of go back our five day rotation, go over our five day rotations, Trev. I, honestly, I already know that uh, most of our listeners are going to be voting one way, which is you. Um, hey, it's it's nice to let our guest win. <laughs> so your five day rotation: we have the Nike SB Dunk Low Freddy Kruegers, we have the Nike uh, Foam Posits Paranormans, we have the Air Jordan One uh, Shattered Backboards, the the first pair version one 
Uh, we have the Air Jordan 3 Fears, and then last but not least, the Air Force 1 Skeleton in the black colorway. For me, I have the Off-White Times Nike Blazers All Hallows Eve. We have the Nike Air Max 95 Freddy Krueger, the Nike SB Dunk Low Night of Mischief, the Nike Halloween Air Max 95s, and finally, the Air Force One Frankensteins. As I said, they will be up on our Instagram page for you guys, the listeners, to vote. But with that, Trev, mate, you've made it out alive. I know we've just ended it with a little bit of a spooky rotation game, but you have done it. You have survived the Doubled Up podcast. And honestly, thank you so much for for joining us this week. As I said, best country in the world. Uh, It's not every day I get to meet an NBA champion. So it's, it's made my day as well. It says it in the Instagram bio. It's got to be true, it's right? It's got to be real. Exactly. Exactly. You're an NBA champion. I was born on Pancake Day. So, hey, there we go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, honestly, Jeff, thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, really, really appreciate it. Uh, listeners won't know, but obviously, Trev being from Canada, this time of year, starting to get a little bit cold and uh trev did say at the beginning before we hit record that surprisingly they had sunshine and 23 degrees and it's currently in the middle of the day where he is so he is he has sacrificed his probably last sunny day of the year for you guys the listeners so you should all be very thankful as well uh, and with that i would like to say thank you for listening to the doubled up podcast remember if you like this episode leave us a five-star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family make sure you follow at doubled up podcast on instagram and use hashtag doubled up pod to be featured on the instagram page you can find me matt at matt underscore sibley underscore on instagram trev tell the listeners where they can find you you can find me at trevsky 63 and also in kicks we trust every monday 30 seconds after the doubled up podcast uh (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) until next time guys goodbye and as always peace manuson